Welcome to Sunday Worship at St. Matthew's Baptist Church, led by our senior pastor of over 34 years, Dr. Raymond M. Gordon Sr. Our worship service is made up of three facets, information, invocation, and inspiration. Information consists of pertinent topics that Pastor Gordon would like to share with you to engage and edify. Invocation consists of prayer and preparation for worship. Inspiration consists of our praise to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and pastor's delivery of the word. It's good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Why don't you give somebody an air hug, an air high five. Tell them through your mask. It's good to see you in the house of the Lord today. Yes, it Bible says we enter his gates with thanksgiving, we enter his courts with praise. We ought to be thankful unto him and bless his holy name. Come on, this morning we're gonna all be a big choir this morning. Y'all ready to do it? I mean, we gotta rock together and we gotta sing together as we enter his presence this morning. How many people know that your God reigns this morning? It's good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Why don't you give somebody an air hug, an air high five? And we began with faith, we moved to family, and now we're on freedom. The Bible says in John chapter 8, whom the Son have made free is free indeed. Amen. And in spite of our feelings, our fractures, our failures, God says we are free. choir, all of you are ushers, we're coming back gradually, truly God is an awesome, awesome God. Freedom from fear. I want you momentarily, I didn't do this this morning, think of three fears that you have. Just think of them and label them, identify them, whatever your fears are. I want to just pray about them. Father, heal us of these fears that we have in Jesus' name. Amen. Can you, have you identified three fears? Three. Three. There's probably more. But three, fear is a restriction. Fear is a reflection. And fear affects us with restlessness. My God. The restriction is our confidence. We don't have the confidence as God's people 
because of these restrictions of fear. I'm afraid. The reflections are due to our consciences. It's just a way of thinking. And the restlessness affects our calm. It's hard for us to rest when we are afraid. The metaphor of shepherds and sheep in scripture are very meaningful when studied out. God was the shepherd of Israel. He led them. He protected them. He provided for them. He gave them water out of a rock, manna from heaven. They were led by a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. And God told Israel, I bore you on eagles' wings. In other words, I carried you. Amen. And when you get to the New Testament, we, we learn that the good shepherd of, shepherd of Psalm 23 is Jesus. The good shepherd. Now listen as I rehearse some of the words of Psalm 23. The Lord, not Facebook, not internet, not family, not friends, not church, not pastor. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not lack. There's no lacking when the Lord is your shepherd. I'm preaching already. Now, now, now listen what the Lord has to do. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. Sheep don't even know when to lie down. They, they have no idea of resting there. He leadeth me beside still waters. They're too timid to drink from running water. He restoreth Lord have mercy. My soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. You got to go there. The mountaintop is not the norm. It's the exception. The valley is the norm. Most of our living is in the valley. I'm preaching already. Can I get a witness? When you get to the mountaintop and glance out, that's for you to get a refresher course of God's goodness. So when you get in the valley, you can sustain. The Lord is. I'm preaching up in this place. My shepherd, I shall not lack. Mm, I will fear no evil. Why? For thou art with me. Thy hook and thy crook, thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest uh, a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You know one thing I've enjoyed in the last 34 years? God made a table in front of my enemies. When my enemy said, he ain't going nowhere. My enemy said, he ain't no good. When my enemy said, this church is in trouble. The Lord prepared a table. 
before me right smack dab in the midst of my enemies. My cup of joy runs over. Surely, goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That, that, that's the good shepherd of Psalm 23. The great shepherd of John 10. Lord have mercy. My sheep hear my voice and they follow me. No man can pluck them out of my hand. Can I get a witness? Yeah. And, 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 and then First Peter 5 is the chief shepherd. When the Lord comes back, and he's coming back. Can I get a witness? Uh, the good shepherd, the chief, uh, the good shepherd, the, the great shepherd, the chief shepherd, all point to Jesus. He's the shepherd. We are the sheep. My God today. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm thankful that the Lord is my shepherd. I can't lead myself. I need a leader. I can't provide for myself. I can't protect myself. I can't promote myself. Only the Lord can do what he's doing for the sheep. Lord have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. And, 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 and so, so when we look at that metaphor, we definitely see Jesus and, and see this whole metaphor of sheep and shepherd has to do with imagination, internal security, and initiative. Hanging there with Pastor. When I was a little boy back in the 50s and early 60s, my dad used to tell me on Saturday night, he said, don't, now don't sit up and watch all the monster pictures and be afraid to go to bed. Somebody see where I'm going with this. So I would watch Frankenstein, The Mummy, yeah, Dracula, and all that. And 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 I said, no, Dad, I'm all right. He said, all right now. So so see, and and the thing was, when I went to bed, the true test is when the lights went out. And I and I was laying there in darkness. Then then my imagination took over. I thought I saw Frankenstein coming through the door. And, Dracula coming by my bed, so I pulled my blanket over my head. I had a flashlight. See, see, child of God, fear is false evidence appearing real. The devil's messing with your mind. Because my Bible says no weapon that's formed against you. You know what's wrong with us as Christians? We cannot, by faith, speak in the affirmative. We can't call things that be not as though it already was. We, we, can't, we can't look at our kids and our grandkids who may be on an off track, off beaten track, and say, Lord, I want to thank you for their salvation. I want to thank you for their sanctification. I want to thank you for strengthening them. I want to thank you for leading God and then directing them. And, and, and somebody else will say, well, you know what? Uh, uh, they live in hell nature's lot. No, no, but I'm speaking by faith. I choose to call things that be not. I'm preaching up in this place, Doc. As though it already was. Mm, I'm choosing to thank him in advance for his manifold 
blessings. We don't walk by sight, nor feelings, nor fractures, nor failures. We walk by faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Are y'all praying with me? So, so, so when we begin to look at this whole matter of fear, and I, I have my fears, you have yours, fears. Fearful for my children and their journey's mercies. There's nuts out here on the highway. Fear, fearful of, of decisions they make. Fearful of what they do, what they say, what they, fears. Fears. And, and, you know, uh, every time I go to the doctor, there's fears. I don't know what they're going to say. Can I get a witness? I used to go in front of the doctor drunk. Nothing was wrong. Pulse was perfect. Come on, y'all know what I'm talking about. Can I get a witness? The, the fact of the matter is that as we, as we develop, we, we, we bring on all these fears which are restrictive, reflective, and bring on restlessness. And John chapter 8 said, Whom the Son has set free is free indeed. We're free from fears. Now, let me, let, me, let me move on because if you live by your fears, you're going to faint. You're going to just keep worrying about every little thing. Do I have a witness? Yeah, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna, you're gonna be agitated and worried all day long because you choose to live by fear and not by faith. Lord have mercy. Mm. So, so the first thing that we will see, the first thing we'll see is that, and I want to deal with four components this morning real quickly, and you can take notes and write them down. In Genesis 3, there was the fear of guilt. Guilt. Guilt can be real or imagined. Guilt has to do with breaking a principle of God. Yeah, parting from God. And, 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 or, listen, a partaker of something that has affected us. Could be abuse, could be some misfortune, could be a bad model. Uh, yeah, it could be a lot of things that uh, we see. Now, now, when you go to Genesis, and I, wanna, I want to make this clear to you. Genesis 3 says... Noun, which is a continuation of chapter 2, a couple who were contented and married. Noun, the serpent, was more subtle than any beast of the field. Now, theologically, Satan chose the serpent because the serpent probably walked upright, was beautiful, and very mysterious. He could talk. Snakes could talk. And today, snakes can still talk. Come on, I'm, I'm preaching up in this place. Y'all better get the truth down. Serpent was subtle. Subtle means Satan secretly approached Eve to seduce her. And when he came, you go home and read it. The Bible says he came 
with a question about the character and integrity and love of God. Do you know what happens when we are living in fear? Satan will come accusing God. The same God you keep bragging about, singing about, praying about, he, he accuses God. Can I get a witness? Has God said, God told them, you may eat of every tree in the garden, it's probably a thousand trees there, but the tree in the midst of the garden of good and evil, you shall not eat for the day you eat, you will immediately die. You will progressively die. Can I get a witness? Come on now. So uh, Satan came and seduced the woman and then Adam sinned willfully. Mm, my God. Some of us been seduced. Some of us sinned willfully. Yeah, it's tight. Let me give you some of the byproducts of this guilt. That is, of all the mess that I did and was involved in, I never, listen, theologically, I never felt guilty. Theologically, once I got saved, I realized that I was forgiven. You can dig up what you want to dig up. You can go back and put a, come on now, you can go back and get a private uh, detective and they can investigate every facet of my life. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ because all my sins have been forgiven. And I lived a life of recklessness. Put everything in my body I wanted to do. I was with who I wanted to be with. Did what I wanted to do. Had no, listen, didn't care what you thought about it. Do I have, I wasn't, wasn't sneaking around. My stuff was out in the open. I'm preaching up in this place now. Some of y'all sit out there and I'm talking about former sins. You go like this. Oh, 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 nothing. The fact, the, fact, the fact of the matter is, when you have a guilt conscience, you criticize others. You can't smell yourself. You won't confess where the Lord brought you from. You're judgmental of other folk. Yeah. What, what are some of the other characteristics, I'm glad you asked, uh, that, that, you know, a, a Adam said to God, after they fell, the woman you gave me. Now, he blaming God. How many of y'all at some juncture blame God? Is that all? You're lying. How many of you blame God at some juncture? You didn't come out and say, God, it's your fault. But your words create your behavior. Well, I ain't going to church. I ain't got to do all that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Adam blamed Eve and Adam blamed God. We criticize, we blame. Lord have mercy. And then we feel shame. They knew they were naked. And we are naked this morning. 
in our stuff. We're naked. Do I have a witness? We're naked. We're naked. We're naked. And, and we sew thick leaves together to cover our nakedness. What have you sewed to cover your nakedness? Is it education? Is it degrees? Is it pride? Is it, amen, is it something particular about you that you have used as a covering mechanism? Oh, all this is connected with guilt, restriction. Guilt. Mm, mm, mm. When Jesus met the woman at the well, and they got into this long conversation, John chapter 4, about Jacob's well, which was 125 feet deep with cool water. Jesus, it was noon. Jesus asked her to give him some water. And uh, they got into the mountains. They got into the fathers. And the woman, the woman was a Samaritan. She was half read. She wasn't all Jew. And she said, you have nothing to draw the water with. And they kept going with this long conversation. Finally, Jesus said, let me get to the, the crux of the matter. Go call your husband. Now, the reason Jesus said that is because typically women didn't walk alone to a well without other women or their husbands. Lord have mercy. The looseness of this woman meant she was at that well alone. Go call your husband. The woman said, I don't have a husband. He said, you don't have five of them. And the one you with now is not your husband. She working on number six. That's the way it is in church. Somebody needs to preach it. She was looking for fulfillment in a man and couldn't find it. Lord, have mercy. She said, I perceive you are a prophet. And, 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 and finally, he, he divulged who he was. And she ran back into the city and said, come see a man that told me all that I ever did is not this Mm. the test of fear is when the lights are out the test of fear is when the storm rises up the test of fear is when conflict comes into play can I get a witness that that child of God uh, God has freed us you can say what you want to say about me. You can't make me feel bad. I've grown too much in Christ. I'm not saved because of my feelings. I'm saved because of my faith. Do I have a witness? And because I'm saved, I'm justified. And because I'm justified, I'm glorified. And because I wish I had a witness up in this place. He has imputed to me, Romans chapter 4, his righteousness. Thank you, Jesus. Wait, you didn't know Raymond Gordon before he was saved? I don't care if you did. Hallelujah. I ain't got nothing to hide. That is, and, and I never tried to blame my parents for my stuff. I'm sick of that too. Here you are, 55, 65 years old. Talking about, well, you know, my mother. Your mother's gone. She's in glory. When are you going to say it's me? 
it's me, it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. Guilt. We are free from guilt. Real guilt, imagine guilt, we're free. We're free. Hallelujah. Yeah, I used to be bad. Yeah, I was a prostitute. Yeah, I was no good. Yeah, I did this, I did that. But God, who's rich. Any rich? He's rich in mercy. Thank God that we are free from guilt. Hmm, I've fallen, I've stumbled, I've messed up, made bad decisions, was on the wrong road, wrong thoughts, wrong anger. Come on now. No patience, no forbearance. Issued out my love to separate ones and didn't give my love to other ones. You know how it is. Yeah. God freed us So what did, what did God do with the couple from the garden? He redressed them. Listen to this carefully. He killed innocent animals. And in killing animals, the blood was shed. And he clothed Adam and Eve in new apparel. We've been clothed in the apparel of Jesus Christ. Can I get a witness? And you can't be saved and lose it. Once, you, once you're saved, then God works on sanctification. And once you're sanctified, he works on glorification. That is, we are free from guilt. That's why I can be transparent, because I really don't care what you think. I'm fine. I'm fine. Amen. I'm fine in Jesus. I'm not worried about what you think. I'm not worried about what the world thinks. I was a sinner. I was on my way to hell. And Jesus stepped in, in the nick of time, at the right time, and he saved my soul. And he made me whole. And he's still working on me. Can I get a witness? Still working, still working, still working. Guilt will make you shameful, bashful. Mm. Guilt will make you criticize others and not yourself. Yeah. Guilt will make you hide. I'm hiding behind something I need not hide behind. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, hallelujah mm. guilt I'm ashamed that this ever happened I feel bad and I feel embarrassed that I had to go through this no false evidence appearing real that's fear God says uh uh you've been cleansed from all that and you need to move on. Sometimes we get stuck in gear, don't we? You need to move on. The person that you was with that made you feel shame, they're dead. 
only been married three more times. You, you just need to move on. Can I get a witness? And as you grow in Christ and look back, you're going to thank God that he had you move on. Oh, I'm preaching up in this place now. Amen. Talking about falling in love. Ain't nobody falling in love. Everybody that fell, fell and hurt themselves. Can I get a witness? You know, relationships are work. Yeah, and in every relationship, there's going to be areas that's going to create wounds. And you got you to gotta move through it. Now, you can, you can dress this thing up any way you want. It's the truth. You know, pastor tried to be transparent. It's the truth. Well, well, I wish that 40 years ago I had done this. Well, baby, you can't go back. You can't unscramble eggs. You can't put toothpaste back in the tube. You can't go back. All you can do is go forward. For me to live is Christ. For me to die is gain. Wake up and smell a coffee. I don't let people come to me with a bunch of excuses. We all got problematic areas. Do I have a witness? Fact, fact of the matter is, there's a freedom from guilt, but secondly, there's a freedom from guidance. Now, Numbers 13, you read it when you get home, is Kadesh Barnea, is when God uh, told Moses, listen, in fact, when you go to Deuteronomy 1.22, you find out God never told them to send spies. They asked God, can we send spies? It was doubt. They doubted the will of God. And 12 spies came up. Two was Joshua and Caleb. And God said Josh, uh, Caleb had an excellent spirit. And the fact of the matter is, the spies went into the land. You know the story. And when the spies went into the land, notice this. God had already told them, I've given you the land. So why you got to send spies in? And sometimes we tempt the Lord asking for another sign. I'm preaching up in this place. Lord, if this is the woman you want me to stay with, give me a sign. If this is the man that I'm supposed to live with, give me a sign. Lord, have mercy. Sign this. You chose him. God didn't break your hand as a married him. Now don't get me don't get me on this. I'm sick of this. What you saw to marry him, keep seeing it. <laughs> Yesterday was Sister Gordon's birthday. We've been together almost 34 years. Listen. Amen. The Lord is good. Great woman. But we've been to hell and back. I had fire. I had brimstone. Come on now. Tough days, good days. Three kids. I think all of them are mine. But, but the fact of the matter is, yeah, you thinking the same thing, so be quiet. The, the, fact, the, fact, the fact of the matter is, is that, listen to this child, child of God, I'm trying to get you to see something. God wanted to guide Israel. I've given you the land, past tense. 
So the spies went in the land. They said, oh yeah. They came back with an evil report, catastrophized in the Hebrew. They came upside down. They, they, they tempted God. They said, we saw the big cluster of grapes and the fertile land, the land of milk and honey is good for fertilization, good for farming. It's good. But you keep looking and feeling, you're going to see the butts. Do I have a witness? But we also saw the giants, the Nephilim. They some big boys. They Watusis. They warriors. We're farmers. They saw the walled cities. And it didn't, it didn't appear to them one time that God is able to bring down the walls. Just ask Jerry, go, God is able to defeat the giants in your life with a slingshot. God don't need a giant fighting a giant. God just needs you like David, believe in him. And David had five smooth stones. One for Goliath and four for his brothers. If they stand up. Read your Bible. They defied God's guidance. God said, I'm a cloud by day, pillar of fire by night. I gave you water out of a rock. I, come on now. I gave you manna out of heaven. I, I sent angels. Lord, have mercy. One in the front, one in the back. Do I have a witness? And, and, and you would dare come back with an evil report. Sometimes we have fear of God guiding us. I want to guide my own life. I want to do my own thing. I want to make my own decisions. Well, you've been doing that all your life and you failed. You failed. Lord Hammers. You marry a beautiful woman for her hair and her face and her body. And at the time you get married, you say, man, I struck gold. A couple of years later, the gold turns to dust teeth come out won't the teeth come out don't y'all get new I had to get my fix a dent this morning teeth come out Lord have mercy somebody know what I'm talking about I went to the man to get new, all new dentures he said 30,000 I said I'll die Listen, hair come out. I had a fro in 74 like this. This morning, I got a fro just like this. <laughs> the fro has flown away. <laughs> I mean, my fro was like this. I used to get it plaited during the day while I played ball and then take it out at night with my comb. And I'm still taking stuff out with my comb. <laughs> and you weren't going to tell me I didn't look good. I look good. Doc. Keep living. Can I get a witness? Ain't nothing the same. Thing, things are changing. You're starting to lose stuff. Don't lose your mind. 
Mommy, who are you? Jesus. They didn't want to be guided. They had a fear of God's guidance. And the fear was this. They actually thought, because they were living by sight and feelings, that God was leading them into danger. Fear. Fear of guidance. Third, the fear of groaning. Now, Jesus told the disciples, in this world, you're going to have trials and tribulations, but be of good cheer. It's better for you to know that trouble is in three tenses. Either you're in trouble, or you just came out of trouble, or you're just getting ready to go into trouble. Do I have a witness? Y'all getting quiet. Let me hear him get out your way. That is. In Romans chapter 8, it says, There's therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus, uh, amen, who are living by faith in the Spirit. Hang in there with me. There, there's, no, there, there's no condemnation. There's no frustration. There's no separation. What shall separate from the love of God? And the answer is nothing. But when you get towards the end of chapter 8, it talks about groaning. The creation groans to be redeemed. All this pollution and, and, and dumping uh, 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 waste and water and all the stuff, lead, lead pipes and everything is adding to the pollution, the air pollution. Amen. And, and, and the creation is actually groaning, crying out to be delivered, and it will be delivered at redemption time. But Paul says, we too groan. Now, now let me stop. This, this needs to be preached. We groan inside, internally, because of the trouble in our lives. We keep groaning. We keep groaning. Lord, have mercy. We groan, wanting and waiting to be delivered. How many of y'all groan? We groan. There are certain things we hear, we see, we feel. We groan. And you're groaning to be delivered. Trouble is all around. Every morning we wake up, there's a different trouble. Trouble is all around. Trouble is everywhere. Poor lady got killed at Dunkin' Donuts for what? Dunkin' Donuts ain't got no money there. For what? Senseless. The lies and hypocrisy of politicians. Oh, they gonna answer. Do I have a witness? Uh, the, the whole world is in the lap of the wicked one. But the Bible says in Psalm 30, weeping may endure for a night, but joy will come, hallelujah, come on now, in the morning. Joy is on its way. We groan, we groan, we groan, we, we, we groan, we, we groan. Wanting to be delivered. Now let me, let me, you know, there's, there's fear, there's fear of failure, so we don't try anything. There's 
fear of intimacy. We don't want to get too close. Fear of rejection. Fear of failure. Fear, fear. We got, we got all these fears that's permeating us. Fear of recognition. Fears, fears, fears. I will fear no evil. And you got to grow in Christ until God dissipates all your fears. The disciples were fearful. Remember on the boat, four o'clock in the morning, they, they saw Jesus walking on the water. Remember that? Lord, have mercy. And, and, and remember Jesus was laying on the boat sleeping. Peter and them ran to him and said, Lord, don't you care that we're perishing? And Jesus said, oh, ye of little faith. Now, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm not going to spend a lot of time, but here's why he rebuked them. He said, oh, ye of little faith, did not I tell you that you was going to the other side? What I didn't tell you is what's going to meet you getting to the other side. Can I get a witness? God's got your back, front, sides, up, down, but you're going to have to go through something, some through the water, some through the flood, some through the fire, but all in the blood. Then Jesus stood up in the boat and told the storm what he wanted. He said, peace. Then he gave the command, be still. And the Bible says the waters came to a sudden stop. And here's why God set the test up. Here's why the the disciples experienced the storm. Here's why Jesus was on board. Because the disciples said, what manner of man is this? That even the winds and the sea obey him. Lord, have mercy. Fear. Fear of groaning. And we're going to groan, Doc. We're going to groan with trouble. We're going to groan with travail. We're going to groan with problems. We're going to groan. We're going to give out moans within ourselves. I'm tired of going through this. I'm tired of this. I'm groaning to be delivered. But there's a third groan, verse 27, Romans 8. The spirit likewise is groaning. He's groaning with prayers for you that cannot be uttered. In other words, you can't interpret the groans. He's praying for you. Turn to your neighbor and say, somebody's praying for me. He's, he's God. He's got the mind of God. He's got the will of God. He's got the way of God. I'm, he's got the worship of God. He, he, he's all about exalting Jesus. He's praying for you. So when you don't pray for yourself and others ain't praying for you, the Holy Spirit is praying for you. He's praying with utterings that cannot be uttered. Hallelujah. He's groaning on our behalf. Jesus, I'm groaning for Raymond Gordon. He won't say it. He won't bring it out, but you know it. He's suffering in silence. Hmm. He feels abandoned by all the things that are taking place. 
Uh, uh. He sees the problems, but he doesn't understand the promises. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. That is, child of God, you and I got to understand that God has already prayed for you. Your help, your healing. Come on, your Holy Ghost feeling. He, he's already prayed for you. God may have to send some storms to prove himself. Do I have a witness? I told you, I used to look at all them scary pictures, amen, but the test was the darkness. Now, how many of y'all know what I'm talking about? As long as the lights was on, I wouldn't worry about Frankenstein. But it's when the lights went out. It's when you're walking in darkness. It's when you're walking in the dark that you need to know there's a shepherd there. To protect you. Yeah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. My God. And finally, not only guilt, guidance, groaning, but child of God, there's a fear of glory. Now, now let me, let me lay this out to you because my theology is impeccable by the grace of God. I'm going to lay it out to you. You don't glorify God with your own mindset. God chooses how you glorify him. You don't glorify God by waving your hand. That's part of glorifying. You don't glorify him by dancing and singing and ushering and coming to church and tithing. That, that, that's not real. You glorify God when God orders something and you feel it. Oh, it's time to go now. You, 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 you don't create what glorifying God is. God creates it. Ah, Paul talks about running this race. The word for race is agon, agony. We're running an agonizing race. Looking to Jesus, we, we have to lay aside, I'm preaching up in this place, every weight that does so easily beset us, encumbrance. Come on, you got to put that stuff aside. There's something you got to do to glorify God. There's something God's going to do to glorify God. Can I get a witness? Paul, Paul, Paul was snatched up to the third heaven. He said, whether in the body or not, I don't know. And, and, and Paul was snatched up, 2 Corinthians 12, in the third heaven. And Paul looked around heaven and Paul couldn't even articulate what he saw. It was so beautiful. And God told him, don't write it. Don't write that. Don't tell nobody what you saw up here. And Paul came back down to earth in his body and God said, because I have given you all these privileges, I'm going to have to add a dose of pain to balance you out lest you get above yourself. Do I have a witness? Uh, A child of God, you, you better take stock in how many privileges God has given you. 
Because with privileges come pain. Can I get a witness? Oh, y'all getting quiet on me. So Paul was given a thorn in the flesh. Some preacher called it a divine, a, a divine deflationary device to keep him humble because of the great revelations God had given him. I'm coming in for a landing. Paul prayed three times. Now let me stop pausing, Paul, for you Christians that think everything you pray about God saying yes. He prayed three times for God to move this thorn. Thorn is a buffering device by Satan that at will Satan could buffet him, make him suffer. Lord, have mercy. At will. Paul said, Lord, will you move this thorn? God said, no, I'm not moving it. My grace is sufficient. Suffering is offset by sufficiency. Paul says, therefore, when I'm weak, then I'm really strong. That the power of God may rest upon me. I'm preaching up in this place. Can I get a witness? Paul says, I've learned in whatever state I'm in to be content. Paul uh, got to the point mentally, emotionally, psychologically where he, he opened up the door and said, trouble, come on in. That the power of God may rest upon me. Can I get a witness? Sometimes you're going to pray and God going to say no. My grace is sufficient for thee. My grace will hold you up. My grace will see you through. My grace will bring you out. My grace will turn pain into praise. My grace will bring you closer to me. Can I get a witness? child of God God does not want us fearful of his glory Paul said in 2 Corinthians 4 when that God said Paul today at noon your head will be chopped off Paul dusted himself off having walked with the Savior having believed the word of God Paul said well I fought a good fight I finished my course I kept the faith and now there's laid up for me a crown of Stephanos of righteousness I got a victor's crown waiting for me can I get a witness in God good in God so good in God my good in God all good God wants you free from guilt free from guidance free from groans free from glory Lord whatever you want to do it's alright with me say yeah say yeah
because 2,000 years ago he died on Calvary's cross didn't he die they smacked him in the face they spit on him they mocked him he saved others but he cannot save himself they put him in a barbed tomb but early 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 he got up with all power in his hands say yeah can I get a witness amen nobody told me that the road would be easy but I don't believe I said I don't believe he brought me this far to leave me say yeah he's worthy 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 Jesus is worthy of all praise praise his name thank him for ah, making you guiltless Thank you for his guidance. Thank you for the groans of trouble you feel. Thank you for his glory. The Lord is good and his mercy endureth forever. Let's stay on our feet. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand clap. Hallelujah. As every head is bowed, every eye is closed. If you need to be saved, John, Romans chapter 10. If you need to be saved, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in thine heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. If you're here and you need to be saved, just raise your hand. Is there one? Just raise. I see your hands. Come on down. Come on down. Praise Jesus. Or if you want to join this church or your Christian experience, if you want to join the church, raise your hand. We love to have you. Love to have you. Praise God. Love to have you. Is there one? Praise his name. Truly God is good. Now, listen. Praise God. Come on down. Stand right here. Praise Jesus. All right. Thank you. Thank you, darling. Thank you. Stay right there. Coming down to get you. See what God will do after 13 months of being closed. He just keeps right in the back. Praise God. Isn't the Lord good? Wait for my brother to come down. He's coming down from the balcony. Here he comes. Praise the Lord. Over one soul, the angels are shouting in heaven. Let me stand right here. Thank you, my brother. Listen up. 12.30 at the CDC, ages 12 and up. You must be with a parent if you're under 18. We're giving our vaccine shots. Get your shot. Amen? We're only coming back to worship. 8 to 9.30, 10.30 to 12. We love you. Thank God for these souls. Let's look to the Lord in prayer. Our Father and our God, we thank you for your word that cannot come back void. In Christ, there is no guilt. There's great guidance. There's groaning, but there's glory. 
Create in us clean hearts. Renew right spirits within us. God, help us to stop pouting and complaining. Help us to be submissive to your word. We thank God now and unto him who's able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before his presence. Lord God, we thank you for this worship experience. Bless every home under the sound of my voice. Move those things that keep on hindering us. Give, help us to walk in the newness of life. Help us to just praise you and thank you and trust you, transfer to you, and be transformed by you. In Jesus' name, our Christ. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap. We love you. We love you. Luther, down here, you are dismissed. Go cross street, get your shots. We love you. Have a great day. All right. Jesus. You can give using your smartphone. The method is simple, safe, and speedy. To give using this method, search for the SMBC app in your iOS or Google Play Store and download. Then launch the app and click on the Give button. Or feel free to give through our website. Go to www.stmatthewssbc.org, click Donation, and fill out the St. Matthew Secure Contribution and Payment Form. It's good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Why don't you give somebody an air hug, an air high five? Tell them through your mask. It's good to see you in the house of the Lord today. Yes, it is. The Bible says we enter his gates with thanksgiving. We enter his courts with praise. We ought to be thankful unto him and bless his holy name. Come on, this morning, we're going to be a big choir this morning. Y'all ready to do it? I mean, we got to rock together and we got to sing together. As we enter his presence this morning, how many people know that your God reigns this morning? Let's do it right here. Sing my God reigns. My God reigns. Our God reigns. Our God reigns. Lord, you reign above every name. Sing my God reigns. My God reigns. Sing our God reigns. Our God reigns. Lord, you reign above Come on, let me do that again, Rod. Come on. Sing my God reigns. Sing our God reign. Yeah. Lord, you reign above every day. You got it. Come on. Sing my God reign. Sing our God reign. Lord, you reign above every day. With power and majesty, say with power.